When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The season is starting and Prosper Insurance is helped to stock you up on your favorite Washington football team gear by offering a $25 gift card to the NFL shop when you get a home and auto quote with them. You don't even have to buy a policy to get the $25 gift card, though the savings will be worth it. I can tell you from experience, the quote I received was $2,000 less than my previous insurer. It might not be like that for everyone, but why not find out? Finding the right insurance can be a pain, but Prosper makes it easy while providing great service and advice. Their licensed advisors shop the market with top companies like Allstate, Nationwide, Progressive, Travelers, and more to find you the perfect coverage at a great rate, which helps explain why Prosper has more than 1,000 five-star reviews on Google. You have nothing to lose. Simply visit prosper.insurance slash to get your quote and a $25 gift card. That's prosper.insurance slash KIME, K-E-I-M. This offer is good from August 29th to September 12th. You know what else is cool? They plant a tree for every policy they write. That's more than 66,000 trees and counting. Get ready to feel good about your insurance. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. It's a bonus podcast as we talk about the final cuts. I'm joined by the Washington Post, Nikki Jabala and Sam Fortier. You can follow them on Twitter at Nikki Jabala, N-I-C-K-I-J-H-A-B-V-A-L-A and at Sam Fortier. You can read my work on ESPN.com. We have all the cuts from Washington and all the other teams on our site. Give it a read. Today is all about the final cuts, or at least today's cuts, because the roster will remain fluid. There's a long time before this first game, so some players on this list right now might not be on there in a day or two. Of course, they have to put together the practice squad on Wednesday. So still, there's a lot to discuss, so let's get to it. All right, Sam, Nikki, final cuts. First of all, um, what, what I want to do with this one, I'm just going to say my opinion. And I just want you guys have to say, yeah, you're right, John. So if we want to just do that tonight, right? So, yeah, sure, okay, fine. There yes. we go. What so, an intro. <laughs> what an intro. Okay. It's been Thank a long you. day. It's, it's been a really long day. It's not my best material all the time. I can't help that. Anyway, biggest takeaway, Sam, from today. Yeah, I think the biggest one for me, uh, something I'm also writing about, is uh, I think just the number of players that they've moved on from. I mean, you have 15 players now left, uh, I think, from the Bruce Allen era, uh, players that, that Ron Rivera inherited. And to me, it's it's a lot about turnover. There's there's some notable names, obviously. Jimmy Moreland uh, being you know a big one, Peyton Barber, um, some others. But to me, it's really about you know setting up this team for the next three to four to five years in terms of if this team can open a Super Bowl window, you know who are the guys that you want there? Who are the guys you need to develop? And I think you saw a lot of uh, youth and speed being prioritized in this roster. 
Very good. You like how I just slipped in uh, something I'm writing about, just like a little plug, just <laughs> smooth that's what, slipping hey, listen, in there. That's what, that's what we're here for, right? That's what I'm here for. Well, al- along those same lines, kind of also a part of Sam's upcoming story, which you can read at thewashingtonpost.com, um, is, is speed, youth, and the confidence. I thought I'm the only one who does shameless plugs. Yeah, no. I mean, you brought us on. Heck. <laughs> um, speed, youth, and, and the confidence in the rookie class. I mean, they kept... All of their rookies, save for one seventh rounder and William Bradley King, who could always return to the practice squad if he's not claimed off waivers. Um, but they liked what they saw out of Jarrett Patterson. They have a lot of faith in him and, and thinking he can continue to grow and develop. Diami Brown, I, I think, maybe exceeded some of our expectations of what he could be in a receiver. Um, you know, obviously, Jamin Davis coming in and starting, Sam Cosme coming in, likely starting. Um, just a, a lot of depth and potential in that group. And it, it all kind of fits the same mold of the offseason in that they're trying to add speed. They're trying to get younger, healthier, um, and, and just upgrade at, at every position. It's interesting you say that about um, the rookies this year because, listen, teams can keep rookies and say, hey, we kept all our rookies. And, you know, you, you don't know if they can really play or not. But I do think with, with where this fits in with what they want to do is the whole, they're in a good process right now. They can still, they want to win now, but they can still build for the future. This is not a must-win year. So I think these rookies, like, you know, with Reyes, I think he's a guy, he shows something. I think Shaka Tony kind of came out, not even say came out, didn't come out of nowhere because we knew about him. I thought he emerged the last week or two, really. But he has a speed and quickness. He can play special teams. Jared Patterson, we saw him. So it almost they're, they're in that spot where you can build for the future while trying to win now. And that's what, to me, speaks to those rookies staying. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. And I think that when you have that long-term horizon, you keep players like Reyes who might be a little more del- de- developmental. Uh, same thing with, with Dax Milne. I mean, you know, for me, he's a guy that, if uh, you know Adam Humphreys does his thing right. this year, he maybe steps into that role as that as that slot guy um, next year. And I think that another interesting point to me was kind of moving on from I don't want to call it a mistake, but saying, "Hey, Antonio Gandy Golden, the fourth round pick from a year ago, he might not have worked out, uh, or, or might not be you know the guy that we thought he was in the evaluation process." And I think missing on guys in evaluation is is not a shameful thing because obviously every team does it every year. But like for me, you know. I, th- I think back to like with the Jets and Vernon Golston, how how maybe like they kept him and and played him for his entire rookie contract to then move on. Whereas if you're Washington, you say okay, maybe we get this guy back on the practice squad and we develop him, but we think that right now he's not where we need him to be, and so we're just going to cut him and, and roll the dice. Yeah, and that's a good point. I think it kind of speaks to the you know they keep talking about having no ego in the front office, but I, I do think there is a lot of ego tied to draft picks. They're, they're your guys. They're the ones that you put a lot of faith and invested in and for them to be willing to move on and admit all right this isn't working out the way that we thought I I think you know not every GM executive is is willing to do that and And, a lot of them hang on to pieces too long right and obviously Kyle Smith was here when he then that pick was made but the guys who wanted him are still in that building so there so yes that speaks that let's get to some names um let's start with Peyton Barber I felt two weeks ago based on what I heard I'm not sure how you guys felt that he was a lock close to a lock and then Jarrett Patterson starts to play really well then you have numbers at other positions I still think that if he clears waivers I wouldn't be shocked to see him back here and it wouldn't shock me at all to see him still have a role as a short yardage guy when the season opens but 
you know, I, but I, you know, it's funny too because I again, I'm curious to hear what you guys think on him. But I got vibes over the last week where you start to say, oh, not quite the lock I thought he was. So curious what you guys take was on him. Yeah, I think two weeks ago was really when I, you know, against Cincinnati when Antonio Gibson got those third and short, fourth and short rushes and, and couldn't make good on those. And Ron Rivera spent, I think, a, a decent amount of time in his post-game presser talking about Antonio Gibson's hesitation on those runs, how you mm-hmm. can't do that. I thought that was the strongest argument for Peyton right. Barber to make this roster because right. that's the thing he can do. But I think in the last, you know, the last preseason game, maybe even his carries in the Bengals game, you didn't see uh, maybe, you know, the definitiveness or or the effectiveness that maybe you saw last year. And I don't know whether that's due to his weight loss or not, but uh, you just didn't see him being, I think, as effective as you might have expected. And, and that made him, for lack of a better word, expendable. Yeah, and it's funny because at one point I actually heard that not only would he make it, but his role might actually be increased over last year. Again, it changed. It changed. So, and you know, I think like Jared Patterson showed that, I mean, the guy can create his own stuff and you don't, you want to keep him. I still think that another back will come here at some point on the practice squad. And so I don't think that that position is necessarily settled, but I'm curious, Nikki, how you see that one. I mean, we, we've had this debate and I personally think Jared Patterson is the best pure running back among that group because J.D. McKissick, Antonio Gibson, former receivers turned to, to running back. There's just an instinct in his ability to create holes where there aren't any in the offensive line, which I think is probably his biggest assets. Um, he's not the best, you know, NFL player. He's the most natural of that. Right. Yeah. But that I think that's what, what got him here, is he can do things that right now the others – can't do always and I what was key for him though is is seeing him do it more than once you know you you can have one good game in preseason they need to see some consistency to believe that you know you're not just going to get pummeled when you're you're shorter like that and right. you can hold your own so I think and, that was the biggest thing yeah and I I liked watching him because when you go back the way he can create he has really good vision the way he presses the hole um, his cuts were really good. He gets some jump cut, jump cuts in the hole. I thought another key for him was a couple times of protection. He handled it. He was a wing back on punts. He handled that role too. So I think he showed he could do more, and he wasn't just some summer flash. The other guy, Jimmy Moreland. So, I, and people like Gutley. This is a shout out to you. But people want to know what, why, why Jimmy Moreland. And I mean, I like Jimmy. I think I think fans love Jimmy. Um, here's my theory, and you guys. I'm curious what your thoughts are. First of all, once Benjamin St. Juiced emerged as a guy who could play a lot, then you have Kendall Fuller who can go to the slot. That takes Jimmy out of there. Then you have Torrey McTire emerge in a big way, and he played really well. I think we'd all agree that, I mean, if I'm looking at the camps, who had a better camp? I think McTire. And then um, the keeping Daryl Roberts can do that too. So I think it made him expendable more than people realized. But were you surprised still by, having said that, I was still a little bit surprised by, were you surprised, Sam? I hate to press the button on like the the Ron Rivera quote cliche machine, but the position flexibility that Daryl Roberts and Torrey McTire offer you in terms of be, being able to play outside and in the slot is is something that I, I think they they just showed a little bit more than Jimmy Moreland. And we saw Jimmy Moreland playing outside um, in that third preseason game, and, and maybe he just wasn't um, as far along outside as, as those other two guys were. So to me. You know, while while it does make sense, while he was, you know, I think the people's corner in, in 2019 and and really kind of gained a reputation that way. I think just, you know, utility-wise, 
he offers you a little bit less uh, on defense, especially if you want to play more, if you want to be more multiple in, in man and zone and things like that. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, there were a couple mental lapses that stuck out to me last year as well. Um, so just, I think all of those things combined made it make a little more sense than probably it appeared on first blush. What do you think, Nikki? I'm going to give you the satisfaction of saying that I agree, you're right, but I'm also going to reinforce the fact that I'm, gonna, I'm also that's gonna right. Be, that's going to be the clip I pull Yeah, out. of course. Um, but I feel like I'm also right, so you don't get full credit, sorry. <laughs> um, to me, I, I agree with you totally. I, and the guys that stepped up really made him expendable. It wasn't that he had a, a poor camp. I thought he actually had a pretty solid camp. Right. Um, but... Tory McTire, um, Benjamin St. Juice, and, and his how quickly he came in and kind of settled into playing outside corner, I thought was really impressive. Benjamin St. Juice, um, th- that made him expendable. Again, I, I think it kind of speaks to the rookie class with, you know, St. Juice here, you know, Jared Patterson at running back. I think they view these guys as more than, um, you know, just guys that can learn behind veterans. They view these guys as immediate contributors. And we'll stay a cornerback for the one that draws the <laughs> most scrutiny of anybody. Troy Apke, Trap. That's your guy. Trap key. There you go. Trapper but I mean, this, this to me wasn't, I mean, this is basic. It's special teams. Yeah. That's how they view them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and like, or, like them or hate them, the coaches really like them. They view them as an important part of the team, and that's why he's here. And every every special teams coach gets to keep several players that they say, this is the guy I want, I want him on the roster, and they get those guys. That's how guys like Apke end up on the roster. That's right, Sam? I mean, Absolutely. Uh, not to get Nikki's head too big, but she was on Trapke early, uh, was, was a big – I think proponent and, and to me you know when you talk about when Ron Rivera talks about him being an ace when you see you know the tackle he made on punt where even though he overran the guy he can you know kind of adjust and, and go make that tackle from behind I think you know <laughs> for some reason he is like the the least liked player on on Washington football team Twitter but he's here to stay for another year well and again he fills a specific role and Ron Rivera said in the press conference he called him a specialist that's how and I've been banging on this for a couple weeks Apparently you haven't listened to the podcast, Sam. You gotta start downloading this. But seriously, but in all kidding aside, like, but it's it's just saying like this guy does a one thing yeah. really well. Now, if he's your sixth corner, he's playing from scrimmage. Well, you're in trouble. You're in trouble with any yeah. sixth corner. We might, know that. You might as well put him in the same group with Tressway and Dustin Hopkins. I, he is with that group. Correct, and that's how yeah. that's how I see him, and that and that's how they see him. So there we go. Agg, any surprises there? I, I think I was a little surprised just because of the performance in the last two preseason games. Obviously, had that rocky first one, uh, but to have those contested catches, the two-point conversion against the Bengals, the, the first offensive play um, against the Ravens, he really showed, I think, strong hands, you know, contested catch ability, some of those things um, that, that they had mentioned even in the draft evaluation process. But as Ron told us you know, just now, when you look at Cam Sims, he's that 6'5", 230, bigger body guy, and and I think, you know, as we mentioned earlier, just when you have a guy like that and you don't maybe need that skill set in the receiver room, then you feel a little bit more comfortable taking a gamble that he'll end up elsewhere. Right. And my problem, my problem, my one concern with him was getting off press coverage. There were two plays in the Bengals game where one who's in the slot, he gets basically wrestled to the ground off the line. Then there was another one where he's lined up outside the numbers. Well, you got to hold your ground a little bit. He gets shut, pushed all the way to the sidelines. You can't have that. You can't make a living as a receiver in the NFL if you're allowing that to happen. So he showed that good stuff, which I think is why he'll be back here 
as a guy to develop, can you improve in those other areas? Because right now, that's not going to cut it. And I think that, to me, that was, they didn't ask my opinion, but to me, that was a separator. So I don't know why they, they've never, I've been doing this for so long, they've never asked my opinion. And God bless it, they're good ones. You know what I'm saying, Sam? No, I don't. All right, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> See? AGG, you want to know if I'm Yeah, surprised? I do want to, yeah. Any, I mean. Or anything even receiver. Not <laughs> a little bit. I mean, we didn't keep them on our 53-man projection, so we can't really claim to know that. Right. Oh, I don't know. We knew this was coming. Um, I, I thought he played okay, but it's another one that didn't play well enough to, to you know, prove he, he needed to stay. There was a ton of competition at that spot, and, and other guys simply outplayed him. Um, the surprise is that he's a fourth-round pick that he right. really didn't get much time at all because he was dealing with a hamstring injury. He didn't have preseason as a rookie. Um, so, unfortunately for him, he really didn't get a chance to show what he could do in a regular season with this team, um, you know, outside of the, the limited time he had last season. So, um, that part is a little bit surprising. But, you know, I, I, you just don't know where he fits right. in, the, in the guys they – they did keep and the guys they value clearly. And he's a guy worth trying to develop sure. if you get him on the practice squad. And, and I also think it's an indication of how tough that room was to make it this year. I don't know that you have like, these guys aren't great at the end, but they do have better depth. A year ago, he's on the roster. A year ago, Isaiah Wright is still on the roster, given what they had. Um, last thing, linebackers. What do you, you know? They only kept four. We know that they're going to probably do more. What, what do you, again, what do you think about what they might do? I mean, you know, that's that to me was I guess a mild surprise but again this with this roster is so fluid that it's not set in stone I was surprised to see four linebackers um I thought they would keep five um you know in, in Sunday Ron was even throwing out I do you keep six do you keep seven linebackers and then I started to question my own thinking but <laughs> he went so, the opposite direction um I was surprised that they cut David Mayo because I, I so another I. specialist right. you know he was a, I thought he was in that category right exactly but I you know I, you can't stick with four linebackers so and, and, and Ron, yeah right. I would expect him to you know claim a guy or two which but that means you got to make a corresponding move and cut somebody right. else so claim a guy or, or you trade for somebody or you sign a you know a veteran off the street now so right yeah yeah I, I think I'm in the same boat with you guys in terms of needing you know that specialist in terms of being surprised but obviously uh I wonder and this is kind of just speculation on my part but I wonder if this is a little bit reflective of um linebacker value around the league right. or, or you know kind of where that position's going especially um when you're starting to play two linebackers or you're playing two linebackers most of the time um, it, do they think that, hey, you know, whomever these cuts are in the next 24 hours, we'll, we'll maybe get a chance to upgrade so we don't want to spend one of our roster spots on this guy and, and maybe a guy you have on the bubble uh, that you had maybe just get in, you cut them when you get that linebacker uh, off of, you know, this, this waiver period or, or free agency shortly after. So uh, I guess I was a little surprised, but they're probably just looking at it as a little bit of opportunity cost. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny because I said that was the last one and I lied. So but I got one more after this. Classic. So yeah, there, there you go. I do this with players too. And I was like, yeah, my apologies. And it's, it happens. Are you really sorry though? I don't think you are. You, not if they give me a good answer. I'm not. <laughs> um, but with, with this roster, then you look at the return game and it's, you know, um, DeAndre Carter, Dax Mill, and those guys can handle all that. Um, you have Samus Reyes making it as a tight end, which is a great story. Um, but I'm curious from the last thing here, honest to God, is looking at the roster now, what's your, 
is there a concern or is there one area we say they still got a besides linebacker we just talk about mm -hmm. is there an area of a concern with the roster when you look at this now depth at certain positions i mean Which ones? aside from linebacker i'm still not certain about the depth on the defensive line i mean Casey Tuhill was out for most of camp dealing with a toe injury. You still wonder if he lands on IR um, after today. Maybe that's a corresponding move for a linebacker. But you don't really know what you have in Shaka Tony yet as a rookie. Um, James Smith-Williams also kind of dealing with a lingering injury after right. undergoing shin surgery. So a little concern there. Um, and then on the offensive line, you know, they, they cycled through a number of guys last year, and how confident do they feel in their depth there? I mean, I think their their front five is, at least on paper, an upgrade over where they were last year. Um, but behind that, how confident are they? And tight end, too. I, I think Samus Reyes has a ton of potential. Um, a lot but, of inexperience there. Yeah, it, it's kind of the same thing as last year. Do they? How confident do they feel about John Bates and, and Ricky Seals Jones is he one that's going to stick for the season and can he contribute immediately um, we did see Scott Turner um, work in a number of two tight ends three tight end sets so it looks like they may be featuring that position pretty heavily again Sam yeah I would say durability at, at two spots one uh, being running back obviously Antonio yeah. Gibson had that turf toe uh, but even behind him I mean Jarrett Patterson and J.D. McKissick are, are not big guys. Uh, and when you talk about a 17-game season, obviously they're probably going to bring in another running back on the practice squad. But if those are your top three guys and, and you think about durability and getting through a season, I would say that's a that's a fair yeah. concern. And, and the other one is I wonder if ESPN reporter John Kime is going to have to start out on Pup because he – he almost he almost <laughs> fell out you know fell in a There's hole a in hole his grassy knoll here. I almost turned an turn an ankle <laughs> over here. So yeah, my yeah. Hamstring my hamstring's <laughs> just getting better, and I almost turned an ankle. So, but thank but, you. But if those you know if those two positions are okay, I, I think the team will be fine. All right, very good. Thanks, guys. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Football is back, so you need to get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week, one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. DraftKings didn't forget about current customers. All customers can participate in DraftKings Week 1 no-brainer. 
for opening night. All customers can double their money as long as Tampa Bay doesn't lose by 74 points. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KIND to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code KIND, K-E-I-M, to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, Virginia only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call the Virginia Problem Gambling Helpline at 888-532-3500. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Nikki and Sam for joining me. And thank you, as always, for listening. I'll be back with another episode later this week. I'll be chatting with ESPN NFL analyst and former Washington safety Ryan Clark. Talk to you next time.